1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Rocks Across the Pond. It's a curling podcast coming to you from Richmond, Virginia. My name is Ryan McGee and joining me in Southampton, England is our Professor of Peel, Jonathan Havercroft. Jonathan, how are you doing today? Uh, a bit tired,
0: to be (laughs) honest. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We're about to trade places. I don't know, and we haven't really said, but I'm about to go on paternity leave from the show. So there there will be, here starting in about four weeks, there'll be about a month or two where it's just you and a cavalcade of guest hosts. And I will be very, very tired as well. (laughs) (laughs) Have we lined up guest hosts? Uh, We're trying. All right. (laughs) Send your audition tapes to...
0: Uh, rocks across the pond world headquarters in richmond virginia <laughs>
1: that's right <laughs> i do know one person who is very desperate to guest host felix felix is very desperate to guest host all felix does is ask if he can come back on the show he's a, he's like been the most frequent guest in show history and he still just wants to come back on so yeah sure just you know what just let him guest host just what? let him
0: why doesn't he just start his own podcast
1: uh he probably doesn't want to edit. <laughs> which, oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't blame him for at all. <laughs> all right, when's the do you want to say when the baby's due or? Yeah, the baby's due uh May 5th. But uh, uh he'll definitely he'll be here before then. Okay. But hey, we uh we also have a guest today. Yeah, who is it? Probably the most fascinating guest that we have talked to in my entire time doing this show with you really just an interesting person to talk to and learn about their story and their curling story. It is Polina Rushkova. She was the skip of the Latvian team at the most recent Paralympics in Beijing and really just an interesting conversation about how she got into curling the fact that she's she made her own delivery stick 3d printed her own delivery not 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 the stick itself but the handle that attaches to the rock 3d printed her own handle specifically designed for her talks of, talks about the start of the Paralympics where at first Russia was going to be allowed to compete and the behind the scenes discussions that happened with the Latvian team. uh, And then after Russia was finally expelled from the Paralympics, um, we also talk about the fact that while she was at the Paralympics in Beijing, she let some Ukrainian refugees use her flat (laughs) while she was gone. Uh, But yeah, just really just an interesting story and an interesting person. She's also a two-time Paralympian. She's, She's competed at both the Winter and Summer Paralympics. So we talk about that as well. Um, but really, just a, a really fascinating person to talk to, and I enjoyed getting to talk to Polina. And we will get we will get into that conversation. We'll get right into it. She's like a natural at this, and she's basically started the interview without me. So we're going to kind of get in medias race here with uh, with Polina Rushkova from Latvia.
0: I'm from Latvia. I do curling uh, for ten years. I was uh, a part of Beijing Paralympic uh, Winter Games 2022. Also, I was a part of uh, Rio Summer Games um, Paralympic 2016 as fencer from Latvia. Uh, now I'm Accessible Environment Specialist uh, in Welfare Ministry. Uh, I also have a Master in Economics. Uh, and in uh, in wheelchair I'm from the 2009 uh, it was accident with snowboard we didn't have any mountains or hills in Latvia but yeah here I am <laughs> here I am
1: <laughs> so was that in Latvia that yes. that happened okay yes <laughs> so where did they have like a I mean a snowboard ramp set up Uh,
0: yeah it it was ramp um it was uh we went uh, on the hill with coaches at uh, 14 february and next day i had this accident um it was uh, i was jumping but um Mm. the place where i should uh, to go down there was this skier so i took uh on the right and there was an ice and then I fly really nice and long distance <laughs> but yeah something went, went wrong
1: <laughs> wow
0: but I'm fine I'm still in love with snowboarding I think that it's amazing sport and really I still in love with it and I will love to try prolympic um, snowboard so maybe one day when we will have it in what I will try
1: Oh, so is that is that one of the sports you still play now? I know that you... no, no, no,
0: no, I'm I'm not, uh, but only because we don't have it. Uh, mm. So one guy now buy for his own uh, uh, this uh, snowboard Paralympic, uh, but now we don't have snow, and before Paralympic games it will be not uh, fun. Uh, I don't know, maybe to fall down. <laughs> and injured maybe arms yeah so before paralympic games i didn't try it and now we don't have snow but maybe maybe one day
1: <laughs> yeah i know that you did fencing and and curling obviously because you've yeah. been a paralympian in both which is amazing and then you're also a wheelchair tennis player too right
0: i tried when yeah. i was a child i played tennis uh, so when uh, tennis team asked me to join them because they didn't have uh, enough uh, players. So it was easy for me because uh, I can use a uh, sport wheelchair. It's okay for me. So I I know I knew what this tennis is about. So it wasn't a problem for me. Uh, but um, it was a problem to make free sports. Yeah, so at least uh, two it's enough. <laughs>
1: So the question that we ask all of our guests to begin with is, because it kind of gives you the kind of the best way to get to know people, is basically where are you from and what was it like growing up there? Because I imagine you're from Latvia. So what what part of Latvia are you from and what was it like growing up there?
0: Yeah. So I'm from Riga. Riga is the capital of Latvia. It's the biggest, uh, of course, city in Latvia. Some time ago, we had uh, around one million uh, citizens mm-hmm. here, and uh, now I think it's less, uh, but uh, I'm not sure how much. Um, it's really nice uh, city. We have uh, Daugava it's a River, we have Gulf of Riga. So I was um, growing uh, near the beach. My my father, uh, he liked a lot of sport. Uh, So he was a fan of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So we had uh, (laughs) uh, pictures of him. So I grew up and I, yeah, like man, should looks like uh, Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We did all the time basketball. We even uh, watched a live stream. Uh, So it was uh, night at uh, um, Latvia and we was... um, huge fan of course of michael jordan of chicago Scott scotty and so it was yeah so actually we have here a lot of abilities to do sport to do a lot of sport uh, when we had them um, so i was born in ussr <laughs> and of course from beginning uh, it was everything for free for child um, yeah it was really nice now it costs, <laughs> but still, yeah, it's a green city and really lovely. We have lovely people, nice food, nice buildings from uh, different uh, time, for example uh something similar for old german or uh, like uh, something uh, from moscow so we have different styles uh, hmm. and it's easy to grow here to grow up here
1: so you were you kind of grew up around sports so were you were you active playing sports when you were growing up too
0: first of all my first uh, memories are about swimming so as I remember myself, I swim. Um, then uh, I, before even school, I tried tennis. But my school was really far from uh, my home, so I stopped tennis. Uh, then, of course, basketball during all my health life. It was athletic. It was beach volleyball because we have sea. And beaches and Sun sometimes <laughs> uh, I of course enjoyed uh, bicycle I try to not uh, use public transport so I try to walk uh, more and uh, go with um, uh, bicycle also we have snow a lot of snow so snowboards and skis but I don't like skis because it it was too easy for me when I first huh. time tried snowboard it was I couldn't go with it, so it was interesting for me because, hmm, I can't do something. Also, I have one of um, of my education is uh, an uh, aerobic coach. Uh, so, also, I did uh, aerobic a lot uh, last few years before injury. Yeah, so everything you want. And hip-hop dancing for five years.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> So most of our listeners are from North America, so they may not be too familiar with Latvia. So tell us, uh, what would you want listeners to know about Latvia and its people?
0: Whoa! Uh, first of all, a lot of Latvians speak uh, English and Mm -hmm. Russian. We We still have a lot of Russians here. We are really friendly. Uh, we have a nice cuisine, traditional uh, nice building, especially in Old Town. And yeah, I think that we have uh, uh, a lot of tourists uh, and they always come back because uh, they like our country. Small, small but yeah, as I said, uh, we have uh, snow, sun, uh, beach, river, so you can do Whatever you want.
1: And so if, if someone was in Riga for a bond spiel, what would you tell them to do before they left?
0: Drink uh, our balsam. Um, it's really tasty. You can uh, drink it uh, uh, just uh, without anything or with coffee. It's really tasty. And to have dessert from bread. Yeah, it's traditional cuisine So. Ah, and to have uh, a magnet with a cat because uh, one of uh, symbol symbol of old town is the cat on uh, on the on the spiel. So yeah, we have uh, really nice magnets.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what's what's the drink again?
0: uh balsam um okay wait wait a minute i will i will try to translate maybe
1: (laughs) no is it is it a type of liquor or Um, is it a beer
0: no 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 definitely not not a beer it's um
1: okay oh it looks like it's uh it looks like it's a black liquor
0: blackcurrant balm Hmm. yeah uh so we have different tastes uh uh, from our balm but this blackcurrant it just
1: okay It says traditional Latvian herbal liqueur, which <laughs> I think <laughs> it sounds it, it's like. Just,
0: it's just so tasty drink. Hmm. It's yeah, it's really tasty. <laughs> I'm 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 not telling that everybody needs uh, to have alcohol here, but still.
1: So I'm laughing because it's the for the balsam. It says that it's a herbal liqueur, and the only other drink that I've heard described as an herbal liqueur is this stuff that we have here in the United States called Jepson's Malort, and it's known for being terrible, like they like they actually promote the fact that it's so bad yeah. <laughs> that you oh, have to try it.
0: Blackcurrant, blackcurrant balm, it's <laughs> fantastic tasty, just brilliant taste, yeah, I, I'm in love, even I'm in love with, uh, with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll get... Yeah, I'll definitely... I definitely have to find this liquor. But... Uh, so back to Latvian curling. Um, so tell us, how many how many curlers are there in Latvia? And then how many places to curl are there in Latvia?
0: Yeah, so... Uh, if we're talking uh, only about regular, regular places, then it's uh, only in Riga. One hole, two hmm. sheets. But for tournament, uh, we have... Um, sometimes it spill's cup uh tukums cup uh, mm-hmm. and maybe it will be in uh, jalgava again because uh, before they had uh, curling ice now maybe they will make uh, some tournaments also but uh, if we are speaking about uh, good uh, curling ice and it's only in riga to sheets and it's near my home my living place Actually, I'm living here only because of curling, uh, because my <laughs> fencing is um, in uh, in totally different part of city. And uh, when I had two sports, it was okay. I will go for my fencing even in another country. But I'm so in love with fencing. Mm-hmm. It it was my uh, like uh, I was waking up with thoughts of fencing. I was going uh, to sleep with thoughts of fencing, and I, I was pretty sure that I will go for fencing doesn't doesn't matter where I live and about curling I was okay I like curling but (laughs) I'm not sure that I will visit it so often as I should so I was trying to find place near curling
1: (laughs) so how did you first get into curling
0: uh, it was uh, 2010 when I first time tried, but it was only one training because uh, Team Latvia was preparing for B Championship in Finland. And they didn't had uh, enough time for themselves. So I thought, okay, I won't disturb guys. And next season, when it will start, I will go. But for me, it was a more um socialization process because i had only um health people around and it was important for me to have connection with wheelchair users Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, of course before injury for me curling wasn't a sport it was funny game uh, for old people (laughs) uh (laughs) so i imagine uh curling like that but uh, after I first time tried it was really fantastic and I'm still in um, yeah from beginning we even uh, paid ourselves for for the ice so now when we are a national team uh, we can uh, have almost free training so yeah mm-hmm. we're writing um, in uh, when we want to have uh, trainings we we're see, we see we see in the schedule of uh, curling Hall because uh, they have a lot of um, corporates now so all new people are coming and coming every week and uh, we have um, amateur league I think it's enough uh, uh, for a small country, how many curlers do we have? So we have a lot of teams uh, and they uh, fight against each other. So it's really nice.
1: And so what was it after you tried? What was it about the sport that kind of made you want to come back again and, and keep trying?
0: Because I'm probably a competitive person. And uh, my goal was uh, to be able to be a, such a good curler, uh, to be able play on fourth position. Actually, I think that um, everybody needs to play on each position uh, just because in case, you never know. Uh, so my target was to be best uh, version of me.
1: That was something I was going to ask about later, but like... When did you decide that you... So you decided very early on that you wanted to skip, basically. Uh,
0: Yes. Uh, It was uh, on my first competition uh, in uh, Finland. It was... I I wanted to understand uh, the game, so I uh, went on each uh, game when we had free time and I had the paper with me, so I uh, write the question uh, and then asked um, the coach, why, how, how do you think what uh, what the best option was uh, in that situation, Hmm. so for me it was interesting. Uh, and uh, also I had from beginning option to have uh, more trainings uh, than other guys because they had uh, families and I didn't. Uh, so I thought, okay, I can grow up uh, in curling. So for me, it was really important. But when I uh, start the fence, I can't say that uh, it wasn't important for me anymore. No, it was still, but of course, fencing was in the first place.
1: So was it? Was it almost? Was curling almost boring if you weren't skipping? Or like, did you need to be? Did you need to be engaged mentally as well as physically in order to enjoy it? Is that why you kind of really uh, wanted to start skipping?
0: It was just to, um, I I wanted uh, to be. Person who understands, uh, who can uh, uh, read the eyes, who can make the shots, who can make the decision. And for me, it's more about taking uh, responsibility. So, uh, like sometimes you see in uh, other teams, uh, even in Latvia, they maybe we, we need to make this shot or this or guys, how do you think? Yeah. So, for me, it was important. Uh, to be able uh, to take this responsibility yeah okay um, it, it wasn't important for me maybe to play as four, but I wanted to be as good to be uh, to, to be on the last position
1: so tell us about the wheelchair curling program for the Latvian Federation um, how many how many players are in the program um, how are they able to fund trips to tournaments? Are there, or do you guys have to pay a lot of money out of pocket when you go on the road to tournaments?
0: So in Latvia, we have a um, situation now. We don't have, um, uh, like in other countries, so only best players. Uh, we have uh, who is winning the Latvian championship. Uh, it's national team. So second team is just a team. Uh, Latvian Paralympic Committee give us some budget now it will be smaller Mm -hmm. set uh and then uh, last few years i think that it was like um uh, 70 percent for national team and other for second team so second team can go on training uh, on ice it's uh, hard, but maybe one tournament in Estonia, not uh, in Scotland or some some something else. Uh, yeah, so we don't have salaries, uh, only that we we are able to go on uh, trainings. Um, but uh, usually we are going on only on individual trainings during the day, because evenings are for uh, teams who have money, <laughs> and uh, also, yeah, the ice uh, is with higher price, so usually we try to go by day.
1: Was it easy for you to get access to practice ice when you when you first started playing? Uh,
0: no, it was harder uh, because, first of all, hole didn't work every day or from hmm. morning uh, and uh, also i think from beginning it was only one or maximum two uh trainings per week i from my opinion it's not enough so hmm. if if i will have a chance uh, so for for me is best uh, option to have uh, twice per day trainings so i think oh, wow. that if we want to have result then we need to uh have trainings uh, every day or maybe four days but twice per day just uh to our body can uh, play then at tournaments because when you have only one or two trainings per week and then you need uh, to fight uh, each day twice at least so probably it's not so easy
1: how long did it take before, from when you started playing to when you made it to the Latvian national team?
0: Actually, it was really easy because uh, at that moment we had only one team, and um, it's always a problem to have a girl in curling because uh, you need to, um, to be able to go at this hole, so you need to have private car or taxi. Uh, then, uh, of course, health. And uh, we had only one team. So um, because I did a lot of sport before injury, so I can't say that it was really hard for me. But we played with original sticks. Now we have I, me and uh, one uh, guy from Latvia. We made together... Um, new head of stick, uh, and I really enjoy it. So it's like something between uh, every every equipment but have in every country. So it's something in the middle, and for me it's like best option. So I try to find something for myself.
1: Is that the is that the GTX stick, the one um, with the the hinge that kind of puts the turn on the stone for you?
0: Yeah, in some way it's uh, half GTX, half classical, uh, half hmm. something else. So it's really made by me and for me. Really? Yeah.
1: So you you made your own um, your own stick, basically? Uh, yes. Wow. Like heat,
0: so, uh, heat for stick, yeah.
1: Okay, so tell me about, all right, tell me about that. Like, how did you, like, did you research how to do this? Or, did, I mean, was there a lot of, like, trial and error?
0: Yeah, actually, it took for three years uh, while I get on this version because it's, like, maybe five or six version. Uh oh, yeah, I don't have any with me. I have uh, everything in my car. Sorry, but they really looks nice. Um, I even have my name on that <laughs> <laughs> printed. <laughs> yeah, so I printed also for Agri and for Sergey. Yeah, just uh, just once I I tried GTX. I understand that okay, maybe it's interesting thing, but uh, I think that I was enough good in classical. But hmm. I start um, uh, yeah, to search something really for myself and I try to understand uh, what is best option uh, option for me, for stone, uh, for handle, for stone handle and uh, how I feel the technique because of fencing, I, I think it's like. Maybe I'm not sure, but I think that uh, I have nice feeling in my arm, so I can control what I'm doing. So it's uh, well, It was important for me to understand what I'm doing, how I'm doing, and what I need to be better as a player.
1: So what? What is it made out of?
0: Uh, of course, it was on three D printing. Yeah.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's a little. It's somewhere between. The you said it's between somewhere between the classical delivery stick, which is the one that has, you know, the yes. piece of plastic and you have to you have to turn your wrist to yeah. make yeah. the rock curl. I've actually I've taught learned to curls and I've taught stick curling before. So I have an idea of how that one works. And then so it's somewhere between that and and the GTX stick, which is the expensive stick made by some dude in the middle of nowhere in Quebec that yeah. <laughs> that puts the turn on it for you.
0: Yeah, but you see, um, the problem with GTX for me or with my first version of um, delivery stick kit, it was that I don't see a line or I don't feel the line so good. Hmm. So with my own stick, i uh, really feel everything
1: so what kind of modification did you make um to make it different than than those two sticks okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing nothing i legal <laughs> nothing
1: can am legal yeah obviously or yeah, you wouldn't yeah, be able so... to use it uh, podcasting is a visual medium but when i asked that polina put her put her finger up to her lips so i think that that secret is going to be closely guarded that's awesome yeah. that's fantastic <laughs>
0: yeah so yeah i am just so sorry that i don't have it with me because usually i had also at home something but you now after uh, Paralympic games i just have everything um, all my equipment uh, in my car
1: so very quickly you got onto the Latvian national team. Do you remember about your first international experience? Or are there any memories from there that kind of stand out to you from your, yes. your first time playing internationally? Yes,
0: it was uh, Kinross. So first of all, our hall is small, and uh, mm. it's not so uh, bright as it should be for me. Usually I knew the speed of the stone only with the sound. When I just... Uh, uh, draw the stone and I think okay I know that it's correct uh, speed and correct line everything is good but first tournament for me it was uh, Kinross and uh, they have a different floor under under the ice and hmm. there is no sound at all and hmm. Looking at the stone, and you can't understand because uh, it was from beginning it just was unstoppable. So it looks like okay, it's dying, so it will start now. But now it's going and going, and by sound you don't understand anything. So it was um, yeah pressure on me uh, this first time. But then I relaxed, and I remember um, we was fighting against Canada with Armstrong. And the guys, I was a lead to that tournament and guys come to me and say, wow, you really play nice. I think I I say, yeah, thank you. I'm playing one month. Yeah, cool. Because I started in September. Yeah, I'm I'm playing one month. Yeah, really, honestly. Yeah, So it was, yeah, I was, I think that I was good uh, enough, good as a (laughs) lead.
1: So the Latvian team comes together and you all start putting up better and better results at the world's qualifiers. And then in the middle of that, you had your experience getting to go to the 2016 yes. Paralympics in Rio as a fencer. So what was that experience and experience like, and what were you able to take from that experience and then bring it to curling as your team was fighting to try to get into the Winter mm-hmm. Paralympics?
0: Well, first of all, um, I tried to... Uh, to stay calm, uh, because when you have um, when you're adequate uh, and you can still thinking, uh, um, it's really nice. After Rio, we um, we went. I think it was also yeah, it was Finland. But um, after Rio, I had problem with my right arm, uh, so I couldn't uh, throw normally. Hmm. As I usually do, uh, so that the tournament we played bad. My target was from beginning that we need to go at Paralympic and we need to play good. Uh, I wasn't uh, care about the place, but for me it's like if you was playing good, uh, it doesn't matter results. So for me, like of course wins always uh, are good, but not every win. Uh, Uh, Not with every win I'm satisfied. So sometimes I can be satisfied, uh, satisfied even with losing. But when I know that I really made some good things. So target was okay. Guys, I'm more with you again. I didn't left curling uh, only because of team because I knew that how much uh, they put um, into the sport, uh, time, uh, financial and everything else. So I knew that for them it's really important, and for me it was uh, even I some my relations uh, fell down under the curling, but. Like, I had this responsibility um, on the face of my team, so it was important. And uh, after fencing, I told, okay, guys, I will have more time for curling and maybe we can uh, fight for something better. And we had our coach, uh, Arnis. Uh, and also he put me as a skip not because I was so good as skip but because uh, our previous uh, skip uh, he had uh, operation on the right arm a few times uh, and um, uh, so coach had uh, two options for skip me and one more guy but for me it was uh, I put team on the first place so I told if the things that I'm okay I will do it, uh, uh, but for me it's really important result for for the team. And second guy told, if I won't be a skip, I won't play. So hmm. our coach he's uh, he have uh, um, uh, this hot uh, heat, uh, and he told this guy, so if you put yourself on the first place then... Uh, you're free so that was uh, the moment when i became a skip and of course it was uh, really hard from beginning because i um, i read ice uh, from other side all the time and from that uh, uh, point of view it was really i don't understand where to put the target but when mm. i'm on um, the second um, line it was yeah you can move uh, the target. I, I know where to put. And uh, I was trying to get um, also better as a player. Like not uh, I need to do only what skip or ISIS uh, Keep skip is asking, but I want to have all option uh, in my pocket. It was important for me. So when we was in Finland uh, in B uh, fighting, against uh, Finland <laughs> and uh, on my last shot it was I remember that um, uh, Finland had uh, two stones um, in the home um, after guards uh, it may be top, um, top six Yeah, it was top six two stones so with my last uh, shot I should draw good uh, stone I just closed my eyes relaxed because uh the ice get slower Mm -hmm. so i just closed my eyes i thought okay uh in riga we usually when we're going on ice we also have the slow eyes because usually we get on after someone so okay just let's imagine that we are at home and yeah we we, we do then we are in a
1: So that was that was 2018 um, uh, uh, when you qualified. Yes, yes yeah, yes. when you qualified for Worlds out of the out of the B. So then, is that when you kind of all started thinking that making the Paralympics was something very real that you could and you could then you know earn the points toward qualification? Now that you were in the A's, is that kind? Of, did that kind of motivate you guys even more?
0: For me, it was, okay, let's go and let's just see uh, what's the difference between uh, A and B and about uh, all this organization. Because, of course, it's totally another level. It's much higher level with all the organization uh, I think that um, it wasn't enough, maybe so much experience for us uh, to start on these uh, high-level tournaments. that yeah, still we was in Beijing. Uh...
1: <laughs> what what was it? that you think allowed your team to improve like they did and eventually qualify for the for the Paralympics? Was it just hard work by... I mean, did, was everybody basically bought in and practicing a lot to try and improve their play? Or was there...
0: You see, it's not easy to practice a lot when you don't become mm-hmm. salary, yeah. So if mm-hmm. you're able to go on ice only by day, then of course it's really hard because you have work, you have family studies and everything else. So I can't say that we had enough practice we had team spirit and uh, also a nice coach uh, who uh, came with really nice ideas um, and i think that it was the moment when we start when i start to think about my uh, stick uh, and how i can transform it uh, so it was beginning of this journey
1: So you qualified for Beijing and you guys get to go to the Paralympics. And obviously there were a lot of obstacles for the participants this year at the Paralympics with the the closed loop system. I mean, yeah, to start, you had the closed loop system and having to deal with COVID. And then when the athletes arrive, there's this situation where at first, the athletes from Russia and Belarus are going to be allowed to compete. Um, were you all surprised by the initial decision to allow them to, to compete in the Paralympics?
0: Uh, yeah, we was uh, really surprised and we thought that really they shouldn't let them uh, to play. Uh, not because uh, we don't want to play against Russia. They are... This team really are so close uh, friends for us. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Russian skip uh, Konstantin, he was the first guy who I met uh, after injury and he was told uh, me about curling. So probably he oh, wow. was the first person who was um, telling me about curling. And I think that um, during all of these years, Russia really helped us a lot with... Um, tournaments with uh, uh, I don't know about technique, they uh, told us a lot of technique also, so it was uh, I'm not sure that we will be here if not this team, so we really respect them and love them as a team, but it was um, our step against war in Ukraine because first of all, our Because, first of all, we are against war. Uh, Second, our coach, uh, Arnis, he is a head of coach for DIF team Paralympic DIF in Ukraine. And we had also together SCAM before Winter Paralympic Games. And while I was in China, Ukrainian guys lived in my flat. So now they uh, moved out to Germany because parents uh, moved to Germany. So they uh, can enjoy enjoy the the family. Uh, And we had um, discussion in our team, like, guys, we know that we can win them we did it before and we are now we are better than in switzerland or in uh china when i had problem with my health so first option is just to beat them on the ice and second just give them the win but um uh, not to be a part of uh, this like war um i know that uh, estonians estonian team also they wanted uh to speak the same, but um, uh, they had um, strictly recommended um, from um, up that guys maybe don't uh, say that loud. And I know that definitely China, America, Switzerland, uh, Switzerland, yeah, it was... uh, We should win them, because when we start um, uh, to speak about this situation, just um, uh, coach from Switzerland told, we don't care because it's not our war. Hmm. So if everybody would uh, tell that we don't play with them, then probably they wouldn't be a part of uh, these games but when only we are making like this so we just giving them to win but it was okay because it was our position about global situation not about curling not about this team because i knew i know that uh, they put a lot else of work and everything else during these last four years uh, so yeah but they at least they have salaries we don't have yeah. so. I think yeah, we are not on good level um, without without um, uh, supporting. <laughs> yeah.
1: So did uh, did the Latvian? One thing I had heard was the Latvian team told. Yeah. Um The Paralympic Committee that you were going to boycott no, 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 no. playing we, them.
0: We, did, we didn't tell the Paralympic Committee. Okay. It was our interview. My and my and coach. Uh, it was interview for Latvian Latvian television because okay. uh, in Latvia um it was live translation for all our games, and we just uh, let uh, people hear. To know our position and uh, yeah, they just uh, in the least they have our game okay. and then uh, they won't see the game. Uh, so, pro- uh, just we thought uh, maybe that uh, if Russia will be there, just we need to go to warming up uh, to draw last shot, uh, draw LSD and then we mm. need to start game and then just. Um, sitting and wasting time, but uh, just showing our position.
1: Oh wow! So, so you were gonna go through practice, go through draw shot, draw shot uh, challenge. It, it was then... our
0: plan, but we just uh, told it was interview for Latvian uh, okay. television, and then, as I understand, that it, uh, it was also in newspapers in Latvia, mm-hmm. and then. Also, Canadian uh, Canadians yep. uh, read it, and uh, it was uh, like news uh, over the world. But um, I just after that, I just uh, turned off my phone, and I really trying to concentrating only on curling because war, this news, uh, everybody wants to have interviews and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I, I told for myself, just no, I'm here. play curling i love this game and i want to win
1: so would do you think it was the the paralympians you all as a group were the ones that eventually got the ipc to reverse their decision was it just pressure that the athletes were putting on them
0: Uh, as i understand uh, uh, then yes but uh, our target wasn't uh, about that because we just was so upset with decision from ipc about uh, they are allowed uh, to play uh, teams when they're making war. So, first of all, always at uh, Olympians and Paralympic, Olympic and Paralympic game, all war should just stop, at least for that uh, time. But, of course, just we, we wanted to say no to war.
1: A couple of things I want to go back to real quick before we get into mm-hmm. the actual games from from the Paralympics. Uh, so was it a tough decision for you all to make to to boycott that game because you were good friends with, with the Russian team?
0: Yeah, it was uh, like we had uh, seven... Uh, people in the discussion, it wasn't about Latin Paralympic Committee or Head of Delegation. It was only our team um, yeah. meeting and we tried to decide, uh, as you know, that me, Sergey, and Alexander, who is our alternate, he was in hospital all the time with um, COVID, but uh, he was able to be a part of decision by phone. So, it was like we are speaking more Russian. Other guys are speaking Latvian. And it was really hard because we all... Now, our coach and others, they told that decision from beginning. And our other team was, we can do this and we can do that. Because it was... Yeah... It's a war and it's our friend. It was really hard to us to, to make this decision. But, uh, of course, we knew that uh, it's best option um, for, for everyone.
1: And then the other thing I wanted to ask about, you said you had Ukrainians living in your flat while you were in Beijing.
0: Yes. So I uh, I uh, took video and described uh, how to use all technique uh, <laughs> coffee machine and everything else uh so where they can find something for their living uh because they should to stay in hotel till monday and we leave mm. sunday my keys was by my neighbors and uh, yeah my, my neighbor give uh, keys uh, cranes uh, wow. and yeah, they lived here, and uh, also we lived together for a few days just. Uh, and If it will be necessary, then I told that you can live here as long as you need. But because uh, parents moved uh, to Germany, they wanted to join family.
1: And this was these were friends of yours that were fleeing the Ukraine, or how uh, did you yes, know them? Yes, okay.
0: a part of this team, yeah. And okay, before, wow. uh, when uh, uh, um 2015, um, uh, here was my friend from Ukraine, from Donetsk, uh, one fencer. Mm. And she comes here uh, to help me a little bit with fencing and also just visit uh, Latvia to see Riga, Drumala, just to travel. And then the situation starts. So she lived here for one year. <laughs> So it's not my first experience. <laughs>
1: no, that's amazing, though. That's a, d- just the the kindness to just welcome people into your home like yeah, that. Yeah, because is, is I
0: understand that uh, you never know what will be tomorrow or even today.
1: Much, m- much less serious topics. The actual curling games <laughs> from <laughs> from Beijing. Uh, so, so once the final decision was made that Russia was not going to play it It seemed like one of the positives of that decision was that the focus was finally allowed to be on the athletes that were actually going to compete so how do you how do you feel your team played during the tournament?
0: Uh, I think it was a really nice beginning um, but mm-hmm. um, uh, it really was important to have this alternate player. Uh, because it was um, days when we really need uh, to make changes even if we will play the same four, but we needed to change uh, and have rotation, but when you, you don't have alternate, it's not allowed. so yeah, at least two games with alternate or with uh, another rotation it will be definitely another result, but um, we didn't have this option.
1: Yeah, the, the only game I got to see was the game against the United States. But I thought, I mean, I thought you curled pretty well in that game.
0: Uh, yeah, but uh, I, th- uh, you see. It was a tough uh, one. Uh, uh, no, for, for me, uh, I didn't feel pressure about tournament. I didn't feel mm-hmm. that it's Paralympic Games. For me, it was, okay, hmm. I'm here. I know this area. I know this ice. I know these teams. Everything is good. And I turned off my phone. So it was okay for me. But the problem and pressure on me was maybe from um, coach side. Hmm. For example, when coach asked to totally different things in one time. For example, Paulina, if uh, one of team players asked you To move a little bit target or as they think they need to to move it. For example, I read the eyes or I know what they're making so maybe I put a little bit um, to one side or to other because Mm -hmm. I know how guys are drawing. Mm -hmm. So coach told you need to change target because guys maybe for example i i'm saying okay let's make a strong uh, takeout, and guys no i don't feel comfortable in that speed i will draw slower so please uh, change uh, change the line okay and then when we were was playing really against america when you saw that america had uh four stones um, in home and we had second stone. I put target and our third um, player thought, no, you need to uh, change um, to the left, <laughs> to yeah, the the left target and I understand that it will be so hard that... but okay as as you want and after that, coach was screaming on me with so bad words that how can you move target when they ask you? And I, I'm sitting come on. You told me before but I need to change it. And now you're screaming on me that why I changed. Or for example, I'm I was asking just don't need to, to make takeout, please, let's go to the home. Even if it will be uh, a guard, it will be fine because we have a second mm-hmm. uh, stone. It's okay. No, I see it. I see a half. I can make it, and then we're sitting. Yeah, and then coach is screaming on me. He didn't told any bad word for any guys in my team, but hmm. I was. I even can't say loud these words who I was there so yeah the pressure on me was um, from that side
1: why was he yelling at you was it because you're the skip was it because he thought that you could take that pressure or was he just kind of misplacing his frustrations
0: I, I, I tried before every game I asked guys coach please let's speak about curling I have questions if we have uh, situation like this or like this, what do we need to do? And everybody was sitting just in in the phone. And I'm, okay. i okay. I I really feel that it it was so important only for me. I I can't explain because we didn't speak about that. Um, but I think that um, if you put uh, someone as skip then maybe you can trust. The person, not uh, to ask all the time, totally different things, but um, as a result of that all, at the moment we don't have a team, uh, our team. Oh. So we have another team. Uh, we had Latvian championship uh, double mix. So me and Agris, we were. Uh, we will go to Finland. Uh, but uh, usually I played with Sergey, so we had some experience, not often, but at least something. And with Agri's, it's our first time. And now we are training almost without... Yeah, I, I will say that without coach.
1: So the team's kind of split up and gone their separate ways after the Paralympics? Um, yes. I hope you're able to find... a a team in Latvia, because it is impressive what you all have done in a very short span of time to get to the point where you've qualified for the Paralympics.
0: We had only one or not more than twice per week training. And I think, yeah, so, okay, it sounds 10 years, but if we're counting how we should to have training, then it's one year, two years.
1: Well, I'm, I'm sorry that kind of all this has happened afterward but like what what will you remember from the Paralympics is there anything from from that experience from any of the ceremonies that just you, opening, you won't forget opening
0: ceremony was um, so impressive for me and first of all because in Rio was was really bad opening ceremony that's first hmm. second uh in Rio I had uh, maybe a little bit shocked, so I didn't uh, realize where I am and uh, I didn't uh, had so fun on this opening ceremony. And here I was so relaxed and I enjoyed so much. I enjoyed every second when we was in this uh, opening ceremony. I was so happy. Uh, really, it was really nice. Um, and also, uh, I like... Uh, in Beijing, uh, the streets, uh, this Paralympic village about accessibility for uh, people uh, with wheelchairs or with uh, problems uh, with sink. So it's really on good level. So I think it. Really positive thing, uh, so I took uh, a few pictures, but I will use later uh, on the consultation to show the really nice um, uh, project uh, and uh, positive things what we can use also here in Latvia and and other teams and other teams and um, all uh, employers was so. I love them always but here everyone was so brilliant Uh, yeah I enjoyed all conversation because usually I'm um I'm not so speakable like I'm first of all I'm constraining on curling and I'm Mm -hmm. actually a pretty shy person (laughs) so and here I was uh, so I feel so free to speak with everybody and it was really nice experience.
1: And so you said that all the games were broadcast back in Latvia. Yes. I know that you were, I know that you were the, the wheelchair team was the, the, you were the only Latvians at, uh, at this year's Paralympics. So what was the reaction? What was the reaction like for you guys?
0: Actually, Latvian team, uh, wasn't in uh, winter olympic games for 16 years oh, wow. and before um, it was with uh, wild card for uh, skiing so first of all we are first team uh, in latvia who made this uh, we was first the team who make it uh, ourselves not with wild card so it was really nice and we had a lot of good words from uh, Latvia and supporting words and uh, really a lot of people still uh, writing me that they was watching and they um, liked our games and our emotions uh, so and they uh, now start uh, to understand more curling because for the usual person uh, it's like they're like brushing uh, sweeping <laughs> But why they are doing, and he was able to see that not always with um, brushing, uh, uh, everything is possible. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, education. And I hope that uh, new players, uh, wheelchair players also will enjoy curling. At least two we have now.
1: Do you think you've inspired other people to try either wheelchair curling or able-bodied curling?
0: uh yes i think uh because uh, a lot of people writing okay i need to try i need to try <laughs> so yeah i think it's really positive feedback uh, from this tournament but of course because of war it um it was on second third plan uh, in, mm. in latvia yeah because here is a really huge uh supporting for ukraines from government from people, they are giving away uh, clothes, clothes, uh, giving flats, cars, helping with uh, work, Uh, so it's really a huge uh, step from Latte and I think that uh, the positive thing that uh, maybe it's first time after USSR was broken that when we are really together, like, I mean, Latvians, Russians, other um, nationality in Latvia. So we are like, we become this union now and we just want to stop the war and help people. So I think that, uh, of course, it's terrible thing what is going on, but the positive that we are getting together and closer
1: I guess just to kind of wrap up, what are your goals for yourself going forward uh, in curling? Is there any particular aspect of your game that you're trying to work on? And then what? where do you want to be uh, You know, four years from now?
0: I want to be in medals uh, in Italy, definitely. Uh, with who? <laughs> so I will, will show <laughs> I'm open now for like... Uh, I was sad about the team um from one side I was uh, sad about the coach uh, he's is leaving but uh he told us that few years ago because he have contract with uh, Ukrainian team and mm-hmm. also uh, able to, uh, Lithuanian team uh and mm-hmm. because we don't have salaries so yeah probably he need uh, to make money not only have fun with us of course, I'm sad about this whole situation, but from another side, maybe it's only beginning.
1: Well, Paulina, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on all you've accomplished and, and good luck in the future. It was really nice talking to you.
0: Yeah, thank you. And I hope to see you uh, yeah, in, in the future and that I still will be in curling <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to Rocks Across the Pond, a curling podcast. If you enjoyed this show, we ask you to please leave a review or tell a friend about us. Your referrals to friends and family are the greatest compliment we can receive and is what allows our show to grow and share our love of this great game. You can find all of our past shows and blog posts at rocksacrossthepond.com. If you have a question or comment, you can reach us at rocksacrossthepond at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to us, and we will talk to you again real soon.